holding at the beginning of Perak Yudgimel. And we learned last time about Habitachin and HaKadosh Baruch We can't really say there's miracles because for the person who's Bitachin, we don't look at it like a miracle. But rather, let's say it, that a person has Bitachin so isn't bound by the normal rules how the world works. A person who sees that Hashem is Baal HaKoychus Kulam so everything's possible for him. One's not harder than the other, and like we saw in the previous year, therefore, like with Archanina ben Daisa, how Hashem is going to utilize what He created in this world, you can use it one way, you can use it a different way. The one isn't more impressive than the other. It's only when a person doesn't have that clarity of Baal HaKoychus and therefore he sees Hashem limited, so to speak, to acting in a certain way, which is based on the way that the world normally works, so then for him, a miracle is beyond what he can understand, beyond his level of, of bitachin, and it it's not going to happen for him. Now we're going to learn another chit. This level was the level of the Ovis. Kihayim ben Eros did custom with a tremendous righteousness, v'taras kedushas libom, and the kedusha, the tar in their hearts, v'yimadabke machshavtun v'yotani yisbarach. They connected their machshav with their thoughts to Hashem, and that's not yet the Darg of the Abbas, but the Chiddush is, Kol Yemehim, Bani Hefsa Without a gap of a second, they lived with that reality of HaKadosh Baruch the entire time. There was a never-ending connection. And therefore, Vitli B'Ritzonim Kalakach HaShavaylam. With that Koyach, they were managed to, to, in their understanding, battle any other Koyach in the world. There's only Hashem. There's only what HaKadosh Baruch wants. Everything else in the world was nothing, was meaningless. And therefore, they were zeichet to nisim, how Hashem reorganized the things in the world for their benefit. How Hashem changed the way things in the world ran for them. And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu uses His name when He describes all of us. We don't find it by anybody else. Tafka, Avraham, Yisak, and Yaakov were given the title, were given the compliments. Hashem called himself the Lekei Avraham, the Lekei Yisak, and the Lekei Yaakov. Why? Regarding all the Avis together. The Avis saw the clarity of Elakim. They saw the clarity that everything in the world is run by why Hashem wants to run it. And they don't just understood such a level. They lived the level. It was a metzias by them the entire time. That's already a tremendous target. We see that David HaMelech asked Hashem, Hashem, why don't you also say like, hey, David? And Hashem's answer to him was, David, you're not on the level that the others were on. They were on a superlative level above you. And therefore you aren't zeichet to that title like, hey, David. But if that's the case, we can ask the question. And then we have Moshe Rabbeinu. By Moshe Rabbeinu, we don't find anywhere Hashem says that they Moshe. Lechayra, Moshe's level was definitely equal to that of the Avos. And when it comes to Nevoah, his level even surpassed the Avos. So why don't you find this title of Hashem being Meyachet, Shmuel, and Moshe that we find by the other Avos? Why is Nevoah an indication that a person is greater? So the Rambam explains that the level of a Navi 
is based on how much is attached to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, or better, how much is detached from the from his midas, from his physicality. And the Rambam explains that the lens through which a person sees Nevoah, the more that lens is refined, the more it's clear, the more a person is able to see, and remember the greater the the person is going to be. And therefore the level of Nevoah is really indicative of a person's level of spirituality, a person's level of, of Kervas Hashem. The two are connected. So, we see that Moshe Rabbeinu, as a greater Novi, was zoichet to a higher level of self-perfection, a higher level of Kedusha. So why don't we say, Elekei Moshe? So Nevesh Chaim explains, On the Medregas, Moshe Rabbeinu, Alev HaShalom, Hoysa, Od The reason why we don't apply the title to Moshe is because really Moshe was worthy of a title higher than that. Moshe, no one, no one equaled Moshe on his level of Nevoah. And what's the difference? The difference of the level from the level of the Avos. Hashem himself told Moshe what the difference of Moshe to the other Avos is. And he said, Ani Hashem. And that is the Hanhaga with which Hashem dealt with the Avos, which they were aware of, was Kel Shakai. The Hanhaga which Hashem dealt with Moshe was the Hanhaga of Shem Hashem. What's the difference between these two Hanhagas? So Nebuch Chaim explains to us, Ba'inyinhu, Wa'etzim achilo ka'inspoi lemalo ben Shem Elakim l'Shem Evayu Baruchu. The difference between Shem Elakim why? Because the Shem Elakim means which means HaKadosh Baruch has the power to make everything in the world work the way he wants it to work. That's the Shem Elakim. That's what he says. When we talk about the level of the Ovis, we talk about Hashem's name Elakim. For example, Elakim Hashem Yitzhalcha Faisa Lafonlof Elakim Aroya Aisi Yaakov Yina says, the Elohim, before whom my fathers walked, the Elohim who looked after me. Which is basically the name of the Elohim of Avram, Yisak, and Yaakov. Why? Because when we spoke about the level that they were on, it was recognize, didn't realize, consider any other kayak in the, in the world at all, except for HaKadosh Baruch But the, the Hasaga wasn't that it was mevatal the metzius of everything. In other words, the Hashem came, there are things in the world. Hashem has created a world. There are creations within the world Hashem created. Now, do those creations have an independent ability? Do they have the koyach to do things on their own? Can they make decisions and implement them? No, Hashem is the Baal HaKoyachas Kodam. And as all those things in the world, Hashem runs, Hashem controls, Hashem directs. But it still sees a world where things exist. And that was Asaga of the Avis. Whereas there's a higher Asaga, which is Mavatal and Matthias of everything. And that is... Ba'atim, nothing really exists. What we see is what Hashem wants there to be, but it doesn't, it's not, there's a starting point that the things created exist, and therefore Hashem can just 
direct them or control them. But that's in their existence is also only because Hashem wants it. That's Hashem Havaya. Havaya is Hashem's existence. And it's exclusive, which means Hashem's existence to the exclusion of any other existence. Nothing else exists. That's a higher level. And therefore, the name Kel Shakai, which is used by the Avais, was Esh Amar Akasav Era, Avrav and Yisroch by Yaakov, Kel Shakai, Shnyan Gamkein Kein Hashem Elakim. Kel Shakai is like name Elakim, just that's in the sense of limiting. Shakai, the Gemara says, Shaima Lalam Edai, which means Hashem controls, limits what everything in the world can do. Baratz Leimer, Ashani Bala Kaychus Kola, Over Tzoni Kol Rega. And what Hashem says is my control to direct control whatever happens in the world just like it was when Hashem created it. Which means there isn't existence besides Hashem. There wasn't a level that they reached in the Nebo. When it comes to Moshe Rabbeinu when it comes to Moshe Moshe's appreciation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu was Havaya, as the existence, as the only existence. And therefore, he got that Hasaga because of his much greater level of Nebuah. And therefore there was a Nebuah which is, there was no Chatzitza, a Nebuah which is more clear, is this Nebuah that there's no reality besides Hashem. What does a person need to get to such a level of Nebuah? So what's brought down is that a person firstly has gotten to the point of self-negation where he doesn't even see himself as being a Chatzit And that is this concept that Ba'atzim, the only reality is Hashem to the exclusion of everything else means a person sees himself like that too. That's already a Darga. If a person has no, no Midas, no Ritzonus, no, no self uh, connection to anything. It's all just what, Hashem, uh, uh, so to speak, a manifestation of what Hashem wants, himself included. That's already a higher daga. And therefore, Moshe reached that level of self perfection that he was able to understand or able to massacre in the world the concept of Shem Hashem, which means Hashem is existence and the only existence. And therefore the Nisim which Moshe Rabbeinu brought about were qualitatively different to the Nisim which were done in the, for the Avos, at least for the Torah tells us was done for the Avos, or for other Nevi'im. Because the other Nevi'im, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, utilizes things in this world to do things they don't normally do. That's directing things to act in a way different to normal. For example, this vinegar is something which exists in the world that doesn't normally burn. Hashem will direct vinegar to burn. That's HaKadosh Baruch Hu showing that he's a lakim. He has all the koyach and therefore he can make things happen how he wants them to happen. But by Moshe Rabbeinu we find a different level of nes. That is not that Hashem redirects things in the world. Hashem recreates them. He changes them from being one thing to being something else. That's a much higher level. It doesn't just have control over what's being created. It shows that the creation itself is subject to change. It can be recreated differently. And therefore, as an example of that, with the Makkah of Dam. By the Makkah of Dam, it wasn't that Hashem made the water do something. Hashem changes from water into blood. That's a recreation. 
It's not just a new instruction. Now the ability to see everything in the world as being not fixed in the state it is, it just presents itself a certain way because that's how Hashem wants it to be. But really, at will, Hashem could change it to anything else. That's a concept already of understanding Hashem Avay. And that is, HaKadosh Baruch is the only existence. Every other existence is only a product of Ritzayne. And if Hashem wants it to exist, it will exist. And if Hashem wants it to exist differently, it's going to metamorphosize into something else. And this is part of the Asalga of Moshe. And now even the Klai Yisrael witnessed miracles like that, and the obvious didn't. And it was because of the greatness of Moshe that from his level of Nevoah, he was able to bring down such a nest. Obviously, it doesn't mean that the Klai Yisrael were a greater darker than the obvious. Let's give an example. We find Moshe splits the sea. We find Yaakov split the river. He wants to cross the river, he split the river. We find that on Yehoshua, once he's going to Eretz Yisrael, he splits the Jordan. We find in the Gemara even that Pinchas Binyar wanted to cross the Ginai River, so he causes it to split. So the idea of splitting water doesn't seem to be something which was unique to Moshe Rabbeinu. And because it's a level of a nice that HaKadosh Baruch Hu directs water to do something it doesn't normally do. Normally water flows to the lowest possible point. And now the water is going to separate itself and not, and not flow into full the, so to speak, the opening of the separation. That would be a nest of, like we said, redirecting what something is meant to do. And that was all the examples we gave before. Was this, there was such a concept of of a miracle being done to water. What was different about Mitzvah Mitzvah about Kriyas Yamsuf is there wasn't just the water split. The water turned into something else. The water became a solid. We don't find that in the other cases. Like the Torah tells us in Furish by Yeshua, he split the water, so the water kept flowing and piling up into a bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger wall of water. Because it didn't change what water was. It just changed what water did. That's the level of Nais of Elohim. Whereas Amoshabana, the nature of water changed. It wasn't a liquid anymore. It became a solid. If you look at the Shira Sayyam, you'll see time and again that the Shira is about the the water changed. That was a miracle in the nature of water. That's a high level of nice. That's a nice which only comes with Shem Hashem. The Shem which, that Hashem shows that nothing exists the way it is. Only Hashem exists. And that's why Moshe was going to tell us the Pasuk, which you've been shown to see that what Hashem told Moshe is that he is to this new level, and he Hashem. In the pasuk, it puts the two names together. Hashem is a lekim. There's nothing besides that. And that was the Hasaga Hakadosh Baruch Hu brought Moshe Rabbeinu to that no one previously had 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 in the Vah. and that is that. It's not just a Likim. There's a high level of Havaya. There's no other existence. Nothing exists besides Hashem. Now we have to explain something. And that is, obviously, if we can understand the concept of Havaya, that Hashem is the only existence, and therefore everything else we see, its existence is changeable the way Hashem wants it to be. So for sure the others could understand that concept too, on a level much, much more than we can. It doesn't mean the others didn't understand that. 
What it means is the Avas didn't have the Hasagas Nevoah of that. Hasagas Nevoah means living that reality. Being, uh, so to speak, seeing HaKadosh Baruch on that level. We aren't Zerat Nevoah at all. So we, we, are, well, we can conceptualize the, the Havana, the understanding of such a principle, but Vare, we haven't been shown it. Vare, we haven't been Zerat to a connection to Hashem through that principle. We aren't Nevim. And therefore, the obvious, of course, understood that Hashem is the, Hashem is the Creator. There's nothing besides for Him. But did they get to the level where that was the level of their nevuah, of their experience? That no, only Moshe Rabbeinu got to that level. And then he says, What does it mean, Hashem Yisrael So there's a Zar here, but the Zar needs to be explained so we don't have any wrong ideas of interpreting the Zar. Zar says, in Tukunim, he says, When Hashem appeared to the others, He appeared with shoes on. But when He saw Moshe, it was with no cover, it was with no barrier. So obviously what's that meant to me? What's the idea of Hashem appearing with shoes? So obviously it doesn't mean literally Hashem doesn't have physical form and definitely not something which He's clothing for. But the Zara means something when it talks about shoes. We've mentioned it before in Nefesh Chaim, but let's mention it again. Really, the Zara is talking about the Mitzvah of Chalitza. And the Mitzvah of Chalitza is if a man dies, he leaves no children. So the halacha is, his brother is meant to marry his wife. And if the brother doesn't want to marry the wife, then it's the Mitzvah of Chalitza. Which means then the wife of the dead man has to take off her brother's sh- her brother-in-law's shoe, and so he didn't want to marry, he didn't want to marry his brother Zoda, and he's that's called Chalitza. What's the significance of taking off his shoe? So Zara explains, and that is, let's start with the question. If a person asks somebody, tell me something. Are you are you filling your shoes? Are you inside your shoes? The answer is yes. But if you're asked, the, what do you mean that a person's inside his shoes? The whole person? No. The very smallest amount of the person. The bottom of his foot maybe is in his shoe. The rest of him is way bigger than that. So on the one hand, it's true to say that the person fills his shoes. On the other hand, on the other hand, it's, uh, it's not accurate to say that the entire person is inside his shoes. It's only the smallest end of the person which is inside his shoes. And therefore the estate says the Zohar, is the neshama is relationship with the body. Do we say that the neshama fills the body? For sure it does. But uh, does that mean the entire neshama is inside the body? No. The very smallest level of the neshama is inside the body. It's like the foot of the person inside his shoe. And the rest of the neshama is much greater than the person and it's way above him. Why is it called a shoe? Because the concept of a shoe is that a person needs to walk on the ground. That's the connection point between, the, the, so to speak, the ground and the person. In order to stand on the ground, is a, a person needs a shoe. And similarly, the neshama, which is something kodesh, something ruchni, something spiritual, can't really come down to this world and act in a physical world. It needs a shoe. It means it needs something through which it can connect to the physical world, and that's the body of a person. When there's a human body which which operates on this world, so the neshama can come down into the body, fill the body, 
And now that body becomes a neshama's shoe. It's its ability to, so to speak, connect to this world. When a person dies and leaves children, so the child remains, so to speak, the father's connection to this world. And then again, the Gemara says this, the son, the son is like the foot of the father. Through his son, the, the father's neshama remains connected to this world. But if a person dies without children, that neshama has been now has no connection to this world. Therefore, the method of Yibam is that a person is meant to marry his brother's wife to bring that neshama back down again in a, with, a, with a new child. Because that new child will then be the, the shoe, so to speak, the connection point for that neshama to come back down to the world. And if the brother refuses to do Yibam, so then we do Chalitza. Chalitza is to take off the brother's shoe to symbolize that's exactly what the brother is doing to his dead brother, which means he's taking the shoe off that neshama. He's detaching the person from his ability to connect to this world. So that's the concept of the shoe that the Zara talks about. Now we can go back and see what the Zara says over here. And that is, in what level, in what dimension, did the Ovis see Hashem? They saw Hashem as how Hashem relates to the world. In other words, there's the world and how Hashem runs the world. That's the figurative expression of Ke'ilu seeing the shoe, which means the point of connection Hashem relates to the world. And Hashem relates to the world is through the name of There's a world. And now we see how does Hashem run the world. Whereas Moshe Rabbeinu saw Panim El Panim. Moshe Rabbeinu saw a level which is pre this world, which is before the level that is a creation, which is a level that Ke'ilu, everything is only exists only Hashem exists and everything else only exists the way Hashem wants it to exist and therefore it's not that there's a way that Hashem runs the world it's a recreation it's the way Hashem wants things to be that, that, that there's nothing besides for Him that's what we call the level of Havaya and this difference we see a remise to an allusion to another Chazal as well it says that when Moshe and Aaron, Davin to Hashem, they use a different expression to Avram. And that's the Gemara says, Moshe's level of self-negation was greater than Avram's. Why? Because the of Avram said of himself, I'm dust and ashes. I'm, what am I? I'm nothing. And dust and ashes still have some nature to them, still have some form. Whereas Nachlumah, what are we? We nothing. That's a greater level of self-negation, and that was that was necessary. In order for a person to see that only Hakadosh Baruch exists, is how much a person can see everything, including himself, doesn't exist. So the level that Avraham Avinu could see was I have nothing of significance. I'm just ash. I'm just dust. And Moshe surpasses that. Nachdama. I'm nothing at all. As the Nefesh Chaim says, It still looks like. It has a metzias. It's something, some form. That's nothing at all. And even though it says iron there as well, the reason was But of course, the Ika response came from Moshe, which iron was included in. So we see this is the level of Moshe. We don't see level of iron on that level. A very unusual midrash. 
Let's get a dialogue between Yitzchak and Moshe. And Yitzchak Avinu says, Moshe, I was greater than you. I, I was willing to offer myself as a carbon. Moshe, you never did that. And I saw the Shechina. We see when, when Yitzchak was on the Mizbech, there was a certain level that his Neshama left his body. And he was able to behold like a, a level of the Shechina which a person can't see in this world. Moshe, Moshe responds to Yitzchak, very strange answer. Moshe says, it's true you saw the Shechina, but it ruined your eyesight. Whereas I spoke to the Shechina, and the Apostle says clearly about Moshe on the day he died, because it didn't affect his vision. What's this meant to me? What's the idea of the Shechina affecting a person's vision, and why it affected Yitzhak and not Moshe? And the answer is... The discussion between them was who had a greater darga, so to speak, of disconnection to the salt, of connection to Rukhtis. Yitzhak says, I did. I was brought as a carbon. To a certain extent, my neshama left my body. And on that level, I was I was privy to the world of Rukhtis. And Moshe says to him, that caused you to lose some of your eyesight. Which means, seeing from that perspective, you couldn't see this world anymore. You, could, you couldn't see in this world that same level that you were able to see when your body, when Yashama left your body to some extent. And therefore in this world, Yisra couldn't see. Whereas Moshe Bain said, I was able to behold Hashem and still see. In other words, I could see in this world that Madriga. I didn't see this world as something which I couldn't see in the terms of the reality of the next world. Yisra may have been privy to that when his Neshama left his body, but there wasn't something he could see here. In this world, the world where things exist physically, so Yitzchak is on the dark of the of Elekei Yitzchak, of seeing Hashem controls the world, but there's a world. Moshe, however, was on the level that he could see, even in this world, that there isn't a world. There's just a manifestation of Ratzon Hashem. The level that we call the Kodesh Baruch from his perspective, is the Malikul Almin. We're going to still see in the next year, Be'ez Hashem, why Moshe asked to be shown this on the high level. Ha'ani knows Kvadecho, and we'll still get it. And one last point he says, Ha'ani mashakos of Ha'rachu, b'sefer Galgulim, b'pirish ma'amorim. Ha'ani explains, there's a mammon of Chazal, that it says, for three people in the Torah, Hashem repeats the name twice. It says, Abraham, Abraham, it says, Yaakov, Yaakov, and it says, Moshe, Moshe. And what's the idea of Hashem repeating a person's name twice? A person can hear the first time. If Hashem is calling them, they're going to respond immediately. So Hashem doesn't have to call them twice for them to hear. So the Mepharshim explained to us that it's a tremendous compliment that Hashem says a person's name twice. Because for every person, HaKadosh Baruch has an expectation what he wants that person to be. What level he wants that person to achieve. And when Hashem repeats a person's name, Avram, Avram, as I'll say, what Hashem is saying is Avram here, and the person here in this world, you are the Avram I intended in Shemai. You've matched the expectation. You've lived up to what was expected of you. Avraham, Avram. You, Avram, have become the Avram Hashem had in mind. You, Yaakov, have become the Yaakov Hashem had in mind. It's a tremendous thing. But nevertheless, says Chazal, when you say it two times in the Torah, Avram, Avram, or Yaakov, Yaakov, it says it's a psik. Avram, Avram, Yaakov, Yaakov, psik, timer. There's like a line in between the two names. Whereas Nashem says, Moshe, Moshe, Leipzig, Tamo. There's no gap. There's no line in between the two names. What does that mean? When I came to Abraham and Yaakov, Hashem was telling them, you've achieved Hashem's expectation of you, but you aren't on the level of Shemaim. 
the fact that you're still here in this world, there's a gap between the level that you, you, you're, you've reached and the expectation in Shemaim by virtue of the fact that you're still here in the world. By virtue of the fact that you're still in the physical world, you haven't been able to actualize that full darga that you'll be able to actualize after after you leave this world. Whereas Moshe, Moshe is no psych timer. Which means Moshe, even here, was able to achieve exactly the level Hashem wanted him to achieve. And that's the same thing. That was the Hasaga of Moshe. That he was able to see beyond himself completely. And that brought him to ability to that Hasaga, that understanding of Hashem, of the shame of Hashem's existence, which nothing else exists in comparison, even here in this world. Of course, we're talking about targets which we haven't begun to experience. But at least if we can understand the concept, so we can understand what the Nefesh Shacham is trying to point out to us. And that is that there are different dargas. And uh, dargas way above our ability to connect to. But at least we should understand that what it means, a darga of how a person, so to speak, understands HaKadosh Baruch Hu's connection, interaction with this world, that will depend on the person's level and really starts from understanding how a person sees himself. And the greater the person is, so the more Nisim he'll be zechet to. A person who can't see beyond the way Hashem runs the world, so he'll, Hashem will run the world his normal way. A person who can see the Hashem Elohim, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu can do as he wants and isn't bound by the way the world normally works, so then Hashem will utilize the world in a miraculous way for him. And then someone in the level of Moshe Rabbeinu, and that is somebody who can see Hashem, and that all existence is only the way Hashem wants it to be. So even the way things exist, even its nature can be changed, can be changed in order to in order to do what Hashem wants. It's not a stare to the person, but based on the level of the person's avodah.